Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, guys. We're back. It's Wednesday, a good day of the week, and we have an exciting show today, I really think. What happened was, last week, sometime last week, I got a request from Denise, and she sent me an email, and she said she has an issue she's working on. She'd like to request a healing on the show. She said she has some very slight blurred vision in her right eye, and the doctor said it can advance to a cataract down the road. So right now, she said her vision is normal, but she's, of course, being proactive, which I love. Well, she has the blurring, and she wants to be proactive because she doesn't want the vision to move into a cataract situation. So I, you know, when I got the request from Denise, I got a really strong sense that this was going to be very important because working on vision issues is, is something that we all can benefit from big time. And I recalled the time, and you probably heard me tell this on the radio, I'm pretty sure one of, at least once, if not five times or more, I've talked about it on the, you know, over the four years I've been doing the radio. But I, I worked hard on what I looked at as vision, anything to block my vision, because my goal at the time was to be able to connect with and get the higher self information more easily, effortlessly. <clears throat> accurately, uh, more completely than I had been. So I worked really hard on neutralizing whatever was standing in my way of that kind of vision. And I worked a lot with the divine energy called divine vision or clarity of vision and expanded perception. And I, I just really worked really hard on it. Well, Okay, so over some time, uh, it did improve, I have to say, that um, it definitely helped. But what stunned me was that the next time I went to the eye doctor, you know, uh, I had sort of regular checkups sort of every year or two, depending on when I feel like I need a new pair of glasses. And that's what happened this time. My glasses just were not doing it for me, and... I thought to myself, "Ugh, got to go to the doctor again, get, you know, get my eyes checked, get a more a stronger pair of glasses." Because every time I went up to this point in time, my eyes had always progressed to get slightly worse, slightly worse. Not a lot. I mean, I don't have terrible vision at all, but it would still, you know, as the time went by, I could tell the difference in my glasses. So I went to the eye doctor, and all during the exam, she said, oh, yeah, your vision's really changed. Yeah, you're going to need glasses. And, you know, she kept saying that, and I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> well, I was in for a big for surprise. Um, what happened is, at the end of the exam, she, she, you know, pushes the machine away, you know, the one that you look through. And she says, well, you need new glasses because your eyes are really improved. And I'm like looking at her like a deer in headlights and my eye my vision had gotten 50% in one eye better <clears throat> and 40% better in the other eye. So yes, indeed, I did need new glasses. 
and they were, you know, a less um, not not a strong prescription. So not only does this validate what I've already known for years and what many of you probably know, it validates this work that we do, but it also is a great reminder that when we work on issues, the effects can be a lot larger than we expect. It can affect areas. I never once thought, never, that I was going to work on my vision. I've worn glasses since I was a sophomore in high school. I, I don't wear them when I walk around. I wear them, you know, look at the computer or when I drive or at the movies, and that's it. I can see really pretty well. So I was never focused on healing my eye actual vision in my eyes. So this was really, um, this was, this is a really a good example of how it can affect things that perhaps are related, but that we aren't expecting. Even more than that, I want to say that this was a, an, a another, it's a reminder that we can work on more than one thing at a time and get help in more than one thing at a time. So, and what the higher selves do, uh, have done over the years that I've been doing this work and sharing it with you all, is they keep expanding the what I work on to be bigger and bigger issues or more and more lives, or now we're in the forever now moment, guys. We're doing more and more things simultaneously. And so this is very exciting. So what happened was when I got this request from Denise, I thought, okay, well, this is an opportunity not only to work on actual eye vision, but also to work on that higher vision like I was trying to do for myself. And so I was excited about it. I thought a lot of people who listen to the show are, you know, probably want to uh, have more of that quote-unquote higher vision to be able to connect with their higher selves or uh, some energy fields or souls out of body or uh, souls that are alive but you're trying to work on at a distance or whatever. So I thought, you know, this is going to be really great. I bet the listeners are going to love it. But yesterday, <laughs> when I was walking around the house, which I seem to get some of my best information when I'm walking around it, that place, my place, I the higher self came in and said that they would really encourage me to work on more parts of the vision issue than just those two parts. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so here's what they said. They also wanted me to work on whatever holds us back from having expanded vision, and by this I mean having a bigger picture of understanding, seeing things more of the whole picture instead of having tunnel vision, or seeing things that we've been conditioned to see or that we want to see for some reason, then we're closing out the unwanted things. And this is a really great, a really great uh, issue around vision that I think we're all interested in because we all want to expand how we see the world, how we see ourselves, to move through and move past and neutralize and dissolve many of the misunderstandings that we carry, many of the limitations that we carry for whatever reason and from whatever direction. And so having a more expanded viewpoint is is really a positive thing. And I, I think I've talked to you about the helicopter pilot. I know I have. Um, <laughs> I've probably talked endlessly about it. But 
a lot of times we're just sit, we just get on the freeway for an analogy. We get on the freeway and we're driving 20 miles down the road and the freeway is running really clearly and we're not we see oh we'll be there in 20 minutes and we're we're very excited. What we don't see is five or 10 miles down the road there's a massive traffic accident and the pileup is beginning. Now the helicopter pilot sees it because the helicopter pilot is at an expanded has an expanded perception. It can't just see straight in front of him. He can look down 360 degrees. So that's the kind of expanded vision we want. We want to be able to uh, get that higher understanding. And of course, I don't mean for the freeway, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, the third one. Now, the fourth one is the vision of about where we're going in our lives, in our work, uh, you know, maybe another term would be farsightedness, to be able to see the directions we could go and how to unfold, that kind of thing, that sort of expanded vision, you know, the visionary kind of person who is really important in some of these, for example, this is sort of a mundane example, but you know what I mean, we have visionaries that are part of Google or a part of Apple or a part of even car companies or, or whatever, because they they have to uh, move out into the future now, so to speak, and they're expanding their vision to see what will be popular, what will be helpful, where can we, what's the next step we can bring the company to or the help to our customers or the people of the world whatever it is. So that's that's a kind of vision that we also want to, a farsightedness that we really want to work on bringing in more for ourselves because it helps in our own personal lives. Now, the fifth one is vision in the sense of prophecy. Now, even though many of us, I'm not interested in being a prophet or having, you know, doing prophecy. And, and in my work, I give very little prophecy because that's not where my focus is. But whether or not we want to make it as a career to be the prophet, it is, it is I think, something that we, if we expand, if we work on breaking down whatever limits we put on ourselves related to prophecy in whatever areas, I think it's a benefit because the it can be active in our own lives. We can get open up to senses and impresses and all sorts of things that might give us that sense, well, this is an area that we, we could pay attention to or this is going to happen if I do this kind of thing. I mean, I don't know exactly how it would play out because I've never worked on this kind of vision myself ever. But the higher self brought that to me, and so I'm putting it out there. It feels like it could be relevant, even though I, I don't have the immediate um, perfect answer or the perfect description of how it could play out in our lives. Maybe something will come when I'm in frequency. The last one is, uh, is a mundane one also, but I really like this one. Um, this is the one that has to do with vision about what we actually see as we move through our day. We are going into the grocery store, we go to a friend's house, or we, we're, we're at a party or a, a um, airport or some sort of event. 
what do we actually take in? What details around us do we take in? Now, all of us have been in places where a friend or somebody we're with says, oh, did you see that? Did you see bop, bop, bop? Or we're in the car and they oh, did you see that car that just went by? Or did you see that house we just drove by? And how often do we say, oh, no, I didn't notice it. What about it? Because we aren't taking in all the details. And we all know that there are people that are amazing like that. They walk into something and they're just absorbing all the details, whatever it is, in you know, in masses, and then we feel like, oh my gosh, no, I didn't notice the curtains. I didn't know the art. Notice the art in the walls. I didn't notice, you know, that pretty couch over there or whatever. We don't notice a lot as we walk through our lives. Sometimes we notice certain things that we really love. So if we really love artwork, that may be what we notice in the house, but we'll never notice the carpets or the. Uh, paint on the walls or whatever. We we won't notice that other stuff because we're not interested in it. But there's an awful lot out there. And the more that we can bring into consciousness, the more consciously aware, the more open we are to picking up details, there's more that we put into that higher understanding. So neutralizing blocks or uh, beliefs or resistance or whatever might be under there for any of this vision stuff is going to be an improvement for all of us, an improvement in our conscious awareness, an improvement of our expanded awareness on many different levels. It is, excuse me, it is a lot of these blocks and these other types of vision other than the physical vision that can lead to actual vision problems. Because behind every issue that manifests in the physical body, there are things that we are carrying at the soul, mind, energetic level that definitely have brought that manifestation or would bring the manifestation into fruition. So even if we don't have any eye problems, we want to work on this stuff anyway because we want to avoid eye problems. And... I just think it's very exciting. The higher selves are indicating that all of these issues can be addressed in this healing. I have no idea how it's going to go, but it's for Denise, but it's really going to be for everyone. Denise has some physical eye issues, not too serious yet. She's very into the proactive mode, which I love. So let's all of us be proactive. And, of course, if we do have any eye issues Let's work on, uh, that'll be part of this healing as well. Uh, Now, whatever happens, and I I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but whatever happens, we're going to have benefit. Some area or another, we're going to notice an improvement on. Now, because we're all different individuals, one of us may notice an improvement in the physical eye, somebody else might notice an improvement in the details of what they take in and notice on a day-to-day basis. Some may move into an expanded awareness and uh, understanding of other people or what's happening in some event or some experience or some crisis. There may be, depending on the individual, there could be different arenas that the individual will experience the changes. But I do, again, want to remind you that it's just one healing. And even if we 
don't see any change anywhere, or if we see change or shift in only one arena, it doesn't mean that the others weren't also helped. And my, my idea is this, that probably more than just vision is going to be helped by this. Because whatever is behind any, any of these vision issues can also be and would also be behind other issues. There would be elements. Remember I've talked about shame, how if we can have shame, often if we have shame in one area, it affects us in other areas as well. So if we're ashamed of how we treated somebody in some relationship, we might also feel shame in the kind of work that we're doing at our job. you know, we don't know, but these shame is something that if we have a shame issue, and that shame is virtually everyone has some amount of shame because we've led so many difficult lives and had so many people tell us that we were losers and all that. So we all carry some element of shame, and that element of shame is going to be tied up and intertwined into the complexity of our entire lives, lives and all of our patterns. So that's why I'm pretty sure, uh, I can't even say pretty sure why, I know whatever comes up in this healing, and I really have no idea. The higher self used to give me some indications, and now they're like, not. <laughs> so I'm going into it pretty blind. There you go. I just said blind. That tells me something right there. But I'm going into it without knowing up front. I can't prophesize what it is we're going to be working on, but I'm excited about it. Now, I just need to get a little bit of water. <clears throat> I don't know why my voice is a little hoarse right now. I'm not sick or anything. But it is the way it is. Okay, so everybody knows the scoop. We want to get comfortable. Take take a few deep breaths. And let's quiet the mind. And... We're going to really bring that focus of attention in. We have, <coughs> excuse me, we have to, to, well, we don't have to, but the higher selves highly recommend we work on quieting that mind and bringing the focus of attention to the here and the now, this now moment. And a simple a simple technique is simply to focus on my voice. Allow the sounds in the background, whatever they may be, to simply be in the background. But keep your focus of attention here on my voice. If you find your mind wandering, that's fine. It happens. No biggie. What we do is once you realize it's wandering, then bring your your focus of attention back to the here and now. It is the focus of attention, guys, as I've said many times, that's our turn-on switch. It allows us to activate the energies we're already carrying and other energies that can, other divine energies or intensified, excuse me, realm of divine energies that is what is going to help us do this very powerful work that we're going to be doing today on vision. Now, you know what so we're going to do this work on vision quiet your minds listen to my voice and we're we're sitting on that symbolic wheel like a wagon wheel uh, the rim of a wagon wheel the wagon wheel is flat like ground parallel to the ground and around the rim all of us are standing the listeners from past present and future nows are standing on this rim it is uh, there are many, many people here, and 
we are now focusing on the now moment. And so what I'm seeing is I'm watching the, the now moment symbolic bubbles popping up, the symbolic balloons or the symbolic whatever you want to call them. It's an energy field that is surrounding each and every one of us. Now, what's interesting and what I'm seeing differently today than I usually do is the now moments from all the people around the wheel are now merging as one. It's as if we're standing in the now moment around the wheel, the entire wheel rim, everybody in it and on it, I mean, is is standing within this now moment. And now we are going to use that focus of attention to expand the now moment. And it is expanding and expanded inward, so it's now uh, within the wheel symbolically, but but it's mo- more importantly, it's expanding to encompass the totality of the past nows, and as well as the now moment and the future nows, and the this powerful energy field that I call the forever now moment is growing larger and larger. It's growing to encompass the totality of the soul experiences from each and every single individual past, present, and future that are sitting on this wheel. I would like to invite in any other people, any people, whether you're listening to this as an archive show or currently, anybody else that you know that needs help in this vision area. We are not going to restrict or keep anyone from getting the benefit. And the higher selves have already, um, they've already moved in through and around some, all of you and are taking their suggestions immediately and even before they come up into your conscious mind. And so this rim of this wheel has expanded, I don't know, fivefold maybe, certainly doubled, but it's so far now out of my my visual experience or my, you know, the peripheral vision, I can't see the edges. It's hard to to estimate exactly how large it is, but it is very large and there are many, many souls on this wheel rim. Okay, now, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to focus on that pure soul essence, that pure soul essence light that we carry. Again, I like to use the symbol of the sun. It's simply so powerful in its own right and immediately helps to connect us to the idea of all that incredibly powerful energy the pure soul essence carries. This is the purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power that any soul has. This is where it lies. It's everything originating source was, is, and is becoming, and it is what's going to do the work today, this divine energy. By focusing on it, we are activating it. We are, in essence, giving it permission to become active and and be part of the healing. We are inviting it in. It simply takes the focus of attention, and as everyone is focusing on this light, I am seeing it completely fill. It's so bright, and it's completely filling, it's intensifying, and it's moving in through and around the totality of this forever now moment. It is a very beautiful, very powerful sight. Again, it's outside of my peripheral vision. This this forever now moment is, in essence or symbolically, stretching across the universe, known and unknown, and most of it is unknown, to tell you the truth. So we have a very, very 
powerful energy field. And the, as I've told you before, there are souls that are lining up to partake of this light. The souls, for the most part, are unaware that they carry their own light, or they may be aware and they don't know how to utilize it yet. But in any case, it's, it's, it's like, water for a thirsty person it's just absolutely they at the soul level are moving in to partake of the light that they are ready for that they need on some level and each soul would partake of an aspect of the light or aspects that are that it is ready for so there are it's even as large as this is i feel there are just um lines just lines of people waiting to partake and as each individual partakes they move aside and more individuals move in and i do believe that this process will be ongoing through the totality of the healing the higher selves have indicated to me um, recently that just this is helping the evolutionary process in the human kingdom universe just this tremendous amount because the way the soul works, guys, is we take in these higher frequency energies that um, we take it in at the soul level, and we, our soul is working, striving to become like that that it took in. It's always working to improve its frequency level. And so it is this that is really the foundation of all evolution. It's this working at the soul level to increase its its frequencies. So by allowing these souls to take in, offering them this opportunity to take in anything that they want, because this light is anything and everything of originating source, and it has something for every soul, no matter what level, no matter what direction, no matter what dimension you're on, so by providing this incredibly powerful, huge source, we are helping we are helping the evolutionary process, guys. So very exciting. Now, I also want everyone to become aware that we are now focusing on and going to be amalgamate with or merge with the higher selves. The higher selves are remember all have the seat within. We are, we, it is our own higher selves, but we, we do amalgamate with a conglomerate higher selves so that in essence we are all amalgamated with the higher selves, both ours and everyone else's. That you remember the higher selves also work at the, from the divine level, the fifth dimensional level, which has already been, that frequency is so high, it's already into the divine well frequency, moved past the free well, free will uh, level that we're on and the humanities are on. So we also have to focus on this amalgamated state. We also have to give them permission to become active in our lives. And they are us. So in a way, hopefully, there will be this com comfort and familiarity to this process of amalgamation. Just amalgamating with the pure soul essence and the higher selves, if that's all you have time to do in a day and all you do have is 30 seconds to say, I am my pure soul essence and focus on it for a moment or and I am my higher self, this is very, very helpful. It helps increase your energy frequency and you're giving permission to those divine energies 
to help in whatever way. Now you may not, you may direct them to help, but you don't have to. They're going to help anyway. So, because you've invited them in. Now, the last part of this process is to become one with or to merge with the originating source of all there is. And as I say that, that area, what I call the womb of originating source, moves in and engulfs the totality of the forever now moment. And it is uh, a divine energy, of course, but it is one that is working on the becoming and the manifestation and the creation and the the giving birth to each and every one of us at the higher level. So today it will be working around the vision arena because that's what we're working on. So right now I am now being drawn. We're activating the rainbow bridge energy and the rainbow bridge is connecting all of us at the chakra levels to the chakras of the originating source. And it brings all of our chakras up to a very high level of efficiency, the highest level we can reach in this moment. And we're going to also activate the rain, the bridge portion, and the bridges are becoming the spokes of the wheel, and all of us standing on the rim are creating rainbow bridges from this energy that we've called in, and the rainbow bridges are meeting symbolically in the center, this symbolic hub that we that I've just chosen to use every week because it's just it's such a simple but but very direct and um easy to understand symbol. Now what we're gonna do is we're going to we're going to place uh I'm I'm waiting for the higher selves to put what they the conglomerate symbol of this vision. And what I see is I see um, like a tree trunk right in the center, and this tree trunk is very, very large, and it has five or six branches, very thick, thick branches going out symbolically. Now, what's interesting is I don't see any flowering at the top. There's no leaves and smaller branches. It's as if we are, that's what we're going to cultivate today is we're going to uh, bring more life and more energy and more freedom and more expression into the vision field so that, I mean, this is what I'm sensing, so that went, so that we will be opening up the vision issues that we all carry. And I don't know exactly um well, we're just going to see. So what I want to do is I want to just, it, you know, it's kind of like the, the trunk has these five or six branches, but the branches have been sliced off. That You know, it's almost like it's a tree that isn't growing. And so what I want to do is I want to go in using the tree as the sort of stagnant tree, not really producing and growing and expanding, I want to go in and, first of all, I just get the sense that I want I want us all to send this to this tree a tremendous amount of symbolic water and nutrition because there's something here. It is not being nurtured. It is not being tended to. And so this 
tells me is that a lot of us are not tending to our vision in a in in all of the ways that we talk that I talked about earlier. So I want everyone, and this is just to generate the the connection and the idea, the intention that we want to work on this tree, this this vision experience for ourselves, however it manifests. And so I'm asking everyone to send over their rainbow bridges a just the the concept, and we don't know exactly, but we want to send nutrition love, uh, commitment to the tree to allow it to feel it is important and significant. I, I can imagine there's many of you that have never worked on vision issues. If you don't have an eye issue, it probably never came up as important. So it's understandable why we wouldn't focus on improving our vision. A lot of the things, if you look at just one element of these visual elements that we that I talked about, they aren't necessarily that each one may not be necessarily important in our life. But in fact, what's happened is that the the lack of attention to these vision issues has stunted the growth of this tree. And of course, the tree is really part of us symbolically. So we I, I that's why I it's time for us to tend this garden. It's almost as if the garden has in the back, our backyard has been neglected and there's overgrowth and there's it's not, you know, the soil isn't healthy, it hasn't been fertilized lately, there's weeds, there's there's overgrowth, some things have overgrown and stunted the growth of something else. And and basically it's not a healthy garden. And that's the sense here that I have with this tree that it just is signifying that all of us, we really need to nurture and revitalize and feed and become aware of these vision issues because it is stunting our growth. So so that's number one. And I do see now, it's almost as if what's begun is the slow, the circulatory system of the tree symbolically is now I'm beginning to see it light up. It's as if it hadn't been utilized in a long time. It feels very, very neglected. And so now as we're sending this energy, this this nurturing, this symbolic water, this symbolic, um, you know, the love and the caring and the attention to the tree, I see the circulation starting to go. It's starting to move up the trunk and into those limbs. And it's just a beginning because there's more than that. Because what's happened in its stagnant state is it's built up a lot of... Um, it's Okay, the tree only goes just so far as an analogy, but it's as if it's just the neglect has built layers around it so so that it's 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 hard to actually reactivate we need to get rid of some of this heavy baggage this heavy layers around it and this is going to be more along the lines of having to neutralize the reasons why it became so stagnant and as we neutralize these reasons i'm going to watch as the heavy layers around the tree become start to dissolve and flake off and that's that's the whole point that's what we want to do so let me just see what where the higher self want to lead me on the first flake off so to speak um 
Yeah, it, it, their term is encrustments, and it just means that things have crusted over the habits of neglect, the self-sacrifice, because that's when we aren't aware, when we aren't conscious, when we aren't bringing our vision around to these bigger areas, it's often because we're sacrificing ourselves to do things for other people. So self-sacrifice, which is interesting, I would not have thought that would be the primary thing that came up, but it is the first thing. So let's work on self-sacrifice. And immediately I see things chipping away because a big part of neglect is that we aren't paying attention to ourselves. We neglect ourselves. So I want to do self-neglect, self-sacrifice, all of those issues. And I want, you know, maybe you can actually see the light moving in and creating cracks and uh, ways to peel off the bark. You know how some trees at certain seasons, the bark or certain times of their life pattern, the, the bark starts to flake off and you can literally, on some trees, peel the bark right off. And that's what we want to do. We want to flake off the outside of the tree, these encrustments, these encrustments of neglect. They have been long neglected. And part of it, and this is another issue that's coming up, part of it is just minimal understanding of the significance and the ideas behind vision. Vision, according to what I'm getting right now, is a really big part of consciousness and awareness. And because we're all, we're here on the earth, we're moving into the new age, consciousness, both at the unconscious level and at the conscious level, in other words, the activation of awareness at either level is a big time happening on the planet. And people are seeking and searching more than ever before. It's exciting, and the but there was an there there was a, a an ignorance, so to speak, of the need to be aware, to need to uh, bring more into the consciousness, to expand the consciousness in various ways. And vision is a big part of that. So we want to continue to work on the encrustments of. I hate to use the word ignorance, but you know what I mean. I don't mean to denigrate anybody because we we just didn't know better. It's it's as if we've come out of, you know, we're in a dark cave and somebody turns on a light. Well, you can't know better when you're in the dark cave because it's dark, and that's the thing. We we were it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, stupidity that I'm talking about. It's just simply we didn't know better. And now the lights are on, and now what we have to do is we have to start peeling away the the lack of awareness that we held. And, and in a way, it, it, it does it become solidified. It becomes normal. And, you know, um, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, in some ways, there's a comfort level with not knowing. It, it helps us avoid looking at things, looking within, looking at fears, looking at things that are painful or make us feel vulnerable. It is very, 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 uh, it's a a habit that it's a coping style and it's one that in a way, in a lot of ways, we feel comfortable with. And that's why it's, it's very often stays that way for a long time. Not only are we in situations and conditions, meaning societies and cultures around the universe, 
that aren't aware, number one, but also in addition to that, it's hard to be aware sometimes. It can be painful. It can bring things up. It can make us that, that are that hurt, that 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 um make us sad or grieve or become afraid or whatever. So it it can be easier. So there's an element here of a comfort, an element of being um There's fear here. I want I want us all to tackle all fear that comes up for fear of change, fear fear of who will you be if you actually start to pay attention. Uh you know, because innocence and naivete in a way can be refreshing. Um and I don't know why that example came up, but that's what came up. The that sometimes that innocent side to ourselves or that naive side to ourselves, because I think many of us have it in different areas, it can be appealing to others. It can be attractive to others. It can connect you with others. And the so there's also self-identity issues here, issues of being not wanting to change who we are because we've had positive feedback. And I would suggest for everyone that the the comfort level and the the positive aspects to being unaware long term are more hurtful than beneficial to us the when we're naive we can make many mistakes we can be taken in we can be hurt even worse uh you know what i'm saying so that some a lot of these things that we feel are comfortable or more uh positive I can also have that other side, and I encourage everyone to expand their vision, so to speak, and understand that the more expanded awareness we have, the better we're going to set ourselves up in life and in all parts of our lives. So I am seeing, meanwhile, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of chips flying. It's almost as if the light is acting as a, you know, uh, chainsaw and is sawing off all around the tree and even up to the stumps of the branches of the four or five, six stumps, whatever they're sawing off a lot of the, the just old, old unnecessary encrustments, the old bark that's no longer, it's gotten so thick and dense it's really now hurtful to the tree because the sunlight can't get in the, I mean, I don't know if sun ever goes through bark, but you know what I mean. The the analogy only goes so far. But somehow the nurturing that would be coming 360 degrees, not only up through the trunk, but throughout the whole thing, nurturing by animals that would live in it, for example, or the the symbiosis that that trees have with the nature, that can't happen when it's sitting there just stunted and not interactive and part of the environment. And that's what we are wanting to do. We want to, and we are. I'm seeing all of this happening now. The trunk, the width of the trunk is definitely reducing the the stumps from the trunk that are going up as thick branches are also reducing. 
uh, I feel and I mean I see the the circulatory system of the tree, all that nurturing that we've sent in, I can see it better. I can, it's becoming more active. It's spreading out into more parts of the trunk and more parts of the tree. It's, it's feeling the, the need to create is what I'm, what I'm feeling. It feels the need to create. There's a lot of intention here, a lot of propulsion or propulsion to get things going to to get moving again. It just feels really important. Now, okay. I'm beginning to see in a couple of those branches the there's some sprouts, there's some uh, new growth happening, but I'm not getting the kind of growth that we want, so I'm going to keep going. Now, <clears throat> Okay, there are some very negative experiences that we've all had in various situations and conditions where we have seen things, either prophecies or uh, witnessed events, uh, any kind of thing where we have seen actual things that have ended up and we've stepped forward and expressed and shared what we saw, whether it's a higher vision thing, whether it's a prophecy, whether it's, uh, you know, it's some crime and we saw the perpetrators and we give a description. Whatever it is, we've stepped forward and it has ended up biting us or stabbing us in the back, whatever you want to say. It is, It has hurt us. We have been... Uh, hurt, jailed, um, killed off. It's really tough. Uh, I feel the bulk of it has to do with stepping forward for for people who have uh, openly followed a path of an oracle or a a some sort of psychic or healer or that kind of thing, people who have stepped forward with the ability to tap into the energetic world in some way or the unseen world in some way, that many of us have gone through those processes and we were doing it in societies and cultures that were very limited and felt threatened or felt we were crazy or felt we were, you know, unacceptable you know, not a good representation of a family or of a town or of a monarchy or whatever. And so we were, many of us were actually had tremendous hurt and difficulties and suffering because of that. And we all learned to dim it, to turn it off, to not express, to tamp it down, to cover our, you know, nurse our wounds and we would not we would not move out again and it didn't happen with just one experience where we turned off so much but it, we've all had many multiple multiple experiences in some way luckily today in this country and on this planet it is much more acceptable um maybe not some other areas of the world but the but in many areas of the world, it is more acceptable. We aren't going to be burned at the stake as witches, et cetera, et cetera. So 
but we need to clear and neutralize all the pain and the suffering and the tendency, the the automatic tendency now, it's now automatic to turn it off or if it's on, to hide it. So we want to neutralize the turning off and the hiding and all the reasons behind it, the pain, the suffering, feeling uh, the exile, being uh, ostracized, being criticized, being expelled from a church, uh, a community, a town, a village, a family, whatever. So we need to neutralize all of that and all of the corollary with that is is the belief that there's something wrong with us. That often in some of these societies, there was no acceptance or almost nothing. So if we brought in that kind of ability, people would convince us that we were crazy or there's something wrong with us. So it's very important to neutralize the self-blame, the self-attack, the, the, the decisions that we've made that we are not there's, that, that we're just something, that we're alien almost, that we're alien, that we're um, unnatural. Unnatural is a word that really resonates because I feel that there's something unnatural about you and what you do. And there's something very intimidating and scary for many people because it feels so different. And so I really want everyone to also neutralize that. Send the light to the symbol if you like. And I'm seeing now, working on these issues, I see now three or four of the the branches beginning to start the 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 you know the growth from those just sawed off looking things. I'm seeing growth starting to come. I'm seeing the the lifeblood, the circulatory system of the tree becoming stronger and stronger. And the tree itself is becoming uh, smaller, not so big, huge, round trunk, because a lot of the encrustments, a lot of the old just baggage that was there because we placed it, you know, it's like we put putty on the tree over and over again or cement on the tree over and over again to, to... You know, those are the encrustments. So I see a lot of that coming off, and as a result, the tree is getting more lifelike, more more vital, more uh, beautiful, more beautiful. But there's still a couple of branches that are not, they're just still looking pretty dead to me, and I'm not happy with that. So I hope you guys don't mind. I need to go in and look some more on that. Okay, now this is interesting. The first thing that came up was we also need to work um, on actual physical eye problems. But this one is so interesting. So we want to neutralize any actual eye problems but that we experience now and that we have or have. So, of course, remember, all of this energy is working in the past and future now. So we want to work on the physical body issues. But the interesting thing that came up is that I saw blindness as a double-edged sword because, on the one hand, if we bring in a situation, uh, eye situation of blindness, on the other hand, often it increases our other senses. So there is this confusion and there is a 
there's a kind of situation where the lemonade that is being made out of the lemon, the lemons of blindness, is actually expansion. There, there's actual expansion there because you can expand your sense of hearing if you're blind. You can expand your sense of your surroundings. I mean, whether something is near or close, you can expand your sense of the the tone of people's voices, for example. You might be able to determine and distinguish better on bird songs because your whole hearing is has expanded a tremendous amount, your sense of smell or taste or whatever. And so there's this this interesting dichotomy here where the loss of vision on the one hand is an experience that's been very difficult, especially in some of these societies where anybody with a disability, there was no hope. You know, here we've really become very aware of people with any kind of disability and we work very hard. I'm sure we can all work harder, but there's been a lot of movement in the last few decades of providing ramps for those in wheelchairs and uh, closed captioning on the television for those who who are deaf. There's been all sorts of efforts to help the handicapped, but in many, many lives. I mean, you look in any part of this world and any part, you know, in olden days, and there was no way, there was no ability, there was no understanding. If you were, you know, you had any kind of disability, you were immediately at the mercy of whoever might have enough heart to take care of you. I mean, you you really had to rely on your family or your church or whatever. So, So, of course, we need to neutralize all those times where we had visual impairment and we could, it came on slowly, we couldn't do our jobs anymore, or we came in blind and we we literally couldn't navigate the world around us and there were no ways of, of truly seeing. So we want to neutralize all that side of it because it's very important. It was, it's a very stressful, tremendous amount of stress, a tremendous amount of despair, a tremendous amount of self-blame here around that. And and I'm really seeing people working on it, and I'm seeing that, that one of those branches, one of the ones, start to come to life, start to come to life, because it's important that it come to life, because the whole tree needs to be uh, functioning at this high level. But the last branch, and that one is not yet come to life, because that is the part where there's been benefit from keeping the vision in whatever arena. And it's not that clear to me. Of course, blindness came up immediately, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. But there's been positive results from loss of sight, for example. That's just the easiest example to use because that in in some lives, in some situations, some conditions, some cultures, some societies, tribal societies, someone who's blind could have been uh, really moved into the shaman type role, uh, the oracle type role, because the society has noticed that blindness expands other senses. So the last branch, or the last tree to me 
last section of that tree is symbolic of the the good part of being quote unquote blind now the reason um what's coming up immediately for me is that the concept is one of those either or well if i'm not blind i can't have the expanded awareness and expanded vision so being blind is really a good thing and it's helped me it's given me direction it's given me added senses i can help people in this that or the other way so whatever those advantages are to being quote-unquote blind and of course i'm using actual blindness as an example but it isn't just that the we immediately go well it's either or and so we have a resistance to neutralizing the blindness to dissolving blindness or lack of vision in whatever way we have a resistance because we're worried we're going to lose those advantages. We see it as an either-or. And what I want to explain to everyone, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, is that it isn't either-or. You can lose the blindness and the, the, the limiters on the vision and maintain and develop even more your awareness in other areas. That's why we're working on all of the vision issues, because that's the goal. And we don't have to be, quote-unquote, blind to do that. As a matter of fact, with all of our visual issues, all of the vision arenas wide open and operating simultaneously, it's an ex- it expands. It doesn't contract anything. It's just the false belief that it would contract, oh, we'll lose those advantages. So I want I want everyone to just neutralize the resistance to moving out of quote unquote blindness, moving out of limited vision, whatever it would whatever arena of all those five and six arenas that I talked about earlier, I want you to neutralize the resistance to dissolving those and the belief that if you dissolve those you're gonna be worse off in some way. Because you're not. We're never worse off. The more blinders, in essence, we take off, the more we neutralize, the more expanded we become, the frequency moves up, we can manifest more and more of our good. And, of course, we don't want to bring in actual problems with the eyes. So I want to, um, I want everyone to really send that, send that energy in to neutralize that any resistance to dissolving the blind factors, the lack of vision. So, okay, okay, okay. So with that, and you guys are doing a great job, I'm really seeing, it was as if there's just this immediate growth spurt in the tree. And I want to bring, I'm asking everyone to consciously become aware of, activate, and send to this symbolic tree, because it's really all of us, Divine vision, okay, clarity of vision and expanded perception. Clarity of vision and expanded perception. It's food for the it's food for the soul. It's food for all of us in this vision arena.
Okay. Um, the tree is, is really becoming a beautiful, very uh, prominent tree. It is reaching higher and higher. It is taking in the symbolic sunlight, the light that we all have given it, right through the leaves. It is feeding itself. It's flowering. It's fruiting, bearing fruit, I should say. And it is symbolically just an incredibly beautiful sight. And it gives me a tremendous sense that the work done today was really very positive and very deep. Um, I do want to quickly address Denise and her eye problems, and I'm seeing already, I don't need to address her directly because I'm seeing her, uh, both of her eyes, not just the one eye that's blurry, but both the eyes have a tremendous amount of energy in them. I, it's almost like, you know, spotlights in the eyes. It's beautiful, beautiful energy. And the... I'm just checking around the symbolic rim to see if there's anything. And I want to also check with a higher self to see if there's something else I should be addressing here. And the higher selves are saying that, that it was a very powerful healing, that it is done for, for the moment. It doesn't mean that each and every one of us can't continue to work on more of the visual uh, issues or, or patterns simply because in one healing we can't necessarily get all the layers. But there's been a lot of encrustments dealt with, a lot of things put aside, neutralized there's been work in the past and future now and the the physical bodies too of all of our existences have also been worked on so i'm seeing the lifeblood of the tree symbolically all the way through the totality of the forever now moment again a sort of a silly uh symbol but i really see the nutrition and the nurturing and all the energy and all the work that we did on that symbolic tree was happening simultaneously. I just don't, I can't focus on everything all at once, but it's happening simultaneously. And it is just nurturing the totality of who we are at the soul process level, all the totality of the soul. It's just, and the mind and the physical body, physical bodies. <laughs> So the as the work is continuing, the light just continues to get stronger. The uh, tree gets to be more, I mean, I don't know how it can be, get more vital, but it just is becoming more vital. And it's just getting really big. You know, it's getting to feel to me almost like one of those sequoias or red uh, redwoods, you know, just really, really big. And, oh... Okay, symbolically, it's now able to provide, it's so fruitful and so uh, large, it's, it's able to provide for, for so many. I, I Symbolically, it provides for animals and birds, animals that eat the fruit, birds, uh, 
also that you know animals that live there uh it also provides the higher viewpoint so it because it's so tall we can see so far it's just stretching the eye can stretch just miles and miles and miles around it's just absolutely symbolically providing and moving into the higher and higher and higher perspectives of of our lives perspectives about others about the world about the cultures about who we are and it is absolutely just great guys great it's doing what exactly we needed it to do. And I'm just seeing the symbol. But I do feel like there's going to be things that come to the fore for each of us that we're going to say, oh, you know, I think it has something to do with that vision healing, you know. <laughs> because there is going to be seeing things a new way, approaching things differently, seeing something you've looked at many times in the past suddenly you'll see another option, another possibility, another opportunity. Because the the higher vision is going to be able to take in more detail, more awareness, more options, more everything, it, more possibilities. So I see freedom. I see a, a sense of freedom coming in. Because when you're standing way up there, you really can do and be so much more than when you're a stunted tree in the somewhere, living somewhere, when you're sort of just not not living, more cut off than anything else. So it's really, um, it's really great, and I really want to thank everyone for for listening and tuning in. I know that I feel a little bit. Uh, the energy was really intense. I, I Wait, one more thing. I do want to just circle around one more time. And the higher selves have, in essence, shown me a symbol where the tree is being returned to each individual. So I want each individual to sort of be that beautiful, uh, incredibly expanded, person that they are. Of course, it's just a symbol. But at the symbolic level, I want you to move in and become that kind of tree where you're you're feeling you're you're blossoming, you're growing, you're becoming, and you're sensing and knowing and having vision and understanding and ex- and expansion and and I want you to see that all parts of your visual mechanisms in your actual body are moving in and healing and becoming more healthy. And I'm seeing the energy moving into optic nerves and retinas and I'm seeing it just really uh, dealing with uh, the dealing with all parts of the eye. So it says to me that all of our, any of our vision problems, too, are being addressed. I do also see it going into the hearing. Uh, we didn't really work on hearing, but again, it doesn't matter. I see it moving into the hearing. I feel it moving into the, the taste and the smell. It's, it's encompassing the totality of the physical head. Um, 
And I'm not complaining. Hey, we can use it. I, I do feel the third eye being affected. I feel the, 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 the third eye and the crown chakra being cleared. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out in that way, too, for each of us. And the, the whole flow, everything works together. You know, we have <clears throat> blood cells, for example, but they work with the brain, the muscles, you know, the lungs, etc. And it's the same with all parts of our body. Isolated and alone, they aren't as healthy or as helpful or as anything. So you want to work on... So all of them are working together. So it's the same with our senses. So even though we've worked on vision, we are also... The energy is also moving to other senses. I feel it moving down the spine, moving out the nervous system into the rest of the body. All of this is awareness because the more we touch, the more we hear, that's all part of our opening up our visual uh, or our vision of the world, understanding what we take in, what we absorb, what we notice. So everything is working together to help with the expanded, to, as a part of the expanded vision. My whole body is tingling. I don't know if any of yours is. Um, it's also being moved into the totality, the forever now moment. So they're bringing all of the senses into a state of one accord, so to speak, helping to increase the efficiency of them all working together with the expanded uh purpose, so to speak, is more than just health. It's the expanded vision in our life pattern. And it's really great, guys. It's really great. And I know the more I stay in this, the more I'm going to see and feel. But I'm going to um, leave you all. We, the higher selves have closed down the forever now moment, but it is, it's still encasing all of us in the now moment. It's just a really beautiful thing they're doing because we're now in that collected, collective state where we are connected. We are, in essence, uh, working together here. And it doesn't matter, again, if it's past, present, or future listeners. Everyone is here. We're all connected. We are all helping in many different ways. And we're all helping ourselves. And this is... Um, the foundation of where we're all moving. We, we help ourselves. It's not about self-sacrifice. But simultaneously, we can also help others. And that's what this whole thing is. We're in it as a, as a group. And we're building a band of brothers, so to speak. So it's very cool. Okay. Well, um, I didn't give any information. I want to give you my email address, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. My website is JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com. Either one uh, brings you to the same place. The Please, I invite you to go on to my website and take a look at whatever. And if you like this radio show, I think that I can encourage you guys to like it on the, I don't know, on Blog Talk or something. They Every once in a while, they send a message saying, well, you can encourage your listeners to like the show. So I'm encouraging my listeners to like the show. Uh, something like that. Um, 
I'm not very good at promoting myself and marketing myself. I feel the information and what I do should, you know, would be all that I need to do is just be who I am and those who are interested and resonate will come in and however those like things now have taken such a big importance you know if you want to get a book published you know you have to have this great platform and it's not just about what's the content in the book it's it's how many people follow you and how many people like you and all that stuff so um so i'm trying to speak up a little bit more for myself because it's it's important uh in general the more um more platform I have, the more people I'm going to reach. And that's really the goal. So anyway, guys, thanks for being with me, and I'll see you next week, or I'll talk to you next week. I do have a healing already for next week, which I think is going to be, it was a requested healing. I think it's going to be very powerful. And uh, so I encourage you to tune in. I will send, as I'm starting to do now, some a little bit of a summary or a quick rundown of what's going to happen so you'll know. Hopefully, it will interest you and you will tune in. And with that, I wish you all a wonderful week. And I think it's close to the start of spring, so I I wish everybody a great spring as well. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye with all my heart and appreciation for all of you. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.